0: Psych! I started already. No, I'm kidding. Uh, welcome to the Beast Cast, episode sixteen. As always, I'm here with Mr. Raven Bones. Sup? Um, and we were just talking about Drake and Josh and iCarly because I started singing the iCarly theme song. I don't remember why. Um, and yeah, we were. I was. Uh, we were talking about the how the guy who Drake had a court hearing. And, um, cause he was like, apparently like, I think he, I think he was like sexting underage minors or underage girls, not minors. I mean, all minors are underage, but like underage girls, they were like 14 or something like that. And so there's this funny clip that I figured we could start out with cause why not? You know, it's pretty funny. So, um, give me one second here. I gotta make sure this is how it is. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought turn my camera off okay perfect okay so here is the video um we're gonna watch this to start off the podcast so you're welcome for uh people who are watching on youtube you get a little treat um and people who are listening um you just get to listen i mean it's all audio based anyway so it doesn't matter so um here's a clip
1: Ready? We're hearing, excuse me, case number 659324, State of Ohio versus Jared Bell. Defendant is appearing by Zoom. Mr. Bell, can you hear the court? I can,
0: yes, Your Honor.
1: Very good. Uh, counsel for uh, Mr. Bell is in the courtroom. Ian Friedman and Madeline Grant, president from the state, Kevin Brigman, also in the courtroom my understanding there's been a plea agreement reached where the defendant will plead guilty to count one attempted endangering children a felony of the fourth degree you'll <laughs> plead guilty to count two disseminating matter harmful to juveniles misdemeanor of the first degree correct statement counsel that is correct. mr bell how old are you currently 34. <laughs> how far did you go in school <laughs> um, GED. Are you presently uh, <clears throat> under the influence of drugs, alcohol, or medication?
0: No, sir. No, Your Honor.
1: Are you undergoing psychiatric treatment?
0: I mean, I've seen a psychologist. I don't know if that's psychiatric treatment. Do <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> you understand what we're doing here this afternoon? Is that correct? I do, Your Honor. Very good. A uh, felony of the fourth degree attempted endangering children carries anywhere from six to 18 months in prison in monthly increments and or a fine of up to $5,000. <laughs> prison time is not mandatory. <laughs> However, if you go to prison upon your release, you could be subjected to a discretionary period of three years post release control. <laughs> post release control could involve restrictions on your activities. If you were to violate those restrictions, you could be returned to prison up to a maximum of one half of your original sentence. A misdemeanor of the first degree carries up to six months in county jail and or a fine of up to uh, $1,000. Do you understand <laughs> the potential penalties? I do, Your Honor, yes. Do you understand if you plead guilty, that is an admission by you that you did these crimes? Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> Even though your lawyer may have discussed your rights to trial, it's my duty to explain them to you in open court. First, you would have a right to a trial by a jury or by a judge without a jury, whichever, whichever you prefer. You'd have the right to be represented by a lawyer. If you could not afford one, the court would appoint one to represent you at no cost. At trial, the prosecutor would have to produce its witnesses in open court, and you or your attorney would have the right to cross examine those witnesses. You could issue subpoenas to compel witnesses to come into court to testify on your own behalf. You could testify if you wish, but you could not be compelled to testify against yourself. And the prosecutor cannot comment on your failure to testify. You'd be presumed innocent until the prosecutor proved your guilt by evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Do you understand those rights? Yes, Your Honor. Have any threats or promises been made to you to induce this plea? No, Your Honor. Are you satisfied with your lawyers? Yes, Your Honor. Are you presently on probation, parole, or post-release control? No, Your Honor. Having said that, how do you plead to count one? Attempted at endangering children, felony of the fourth degree? Guilty. How do you plead to count two? Disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, first-degree misdemeanor? Guilty. Let the record reflect the defendant has pled guilty. The court accepts that plea. Find it was made knowingly, voluntarily, and intelligently. Um, we're going to... Sentencing is going to be deferred till July 12th at noon. Uh, the uh, victim can uh, provide a victim impact statement if she wishes, uh, either by herself and, uh, uh, through Zoom or through the uh, witness victim advocate from the, the court. Uh, additionally, counsel can file sentencing mem- uh, memorandums as well. Uh, please do it at least three days prior to uh, July 12th. Anything further, council? Very good. We'll see you July 12th. Thank you.
2: The funniest thing ever with that laugh track.
0: The laugh track is just too much, bro. I don't know why it's so funny to me. But no, that fucking laugh track. It it's so funny over just like very serious shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um <coughs> fucking oh my god. No, he served his sentence already. He went to jail, had to pay a bunch of money to the family and to the fucking state. Um and now, um because you know, everybody who knows him in English knows that he's a fucking pedophile. He only does tours in Mexico now because the people in Mexico love his music still from 2009 so oh yeah but well because here's the thing so um how so how a lot of these I guess we're getting I would say we're getting off topic because we don't really have a main topic other than James Gunn which we don't which will take five minutes but um, other than that we don't really have a main topic right so basically how this works is a lot of um a lot of these people when these musicians artists when they're younger, that's when they become really popular. So they'll sign really stupid contracts, and that's exactly what Drake did. Um, he signed a really dumb contract with Nickelodeon, and then with his, um, basically the his like um, the the company that basically owned and produced all of his music. I don't remember if it was Universal or whoever. Um, so basically, whenever he would release new music, like an album, he would only get about like ten, fifteen percent. And this happens with people. You do you remember Six Nine? yeah yeah i I do so people like six nine they have the same problem when they're really stupid well not stupid they just didn't know better they were uneducated and they signed these really dumb contracts where they where the people would where these companies would take basically all their money so they would only get like 10 percent of sales or listens and stuff like that um on their new music so what these people will do is since they can't really get out of it and they want to keep that they'll do live shows because the live shows, they get 80% rather than the 10%. So instead of making new music, they'll just do live shows, like, outside of the U.S., where where they're still technically kind of popular. So, like, for example, 6 9 is really popular in Asia, and so I don't know why in Asia. So he does a lot of touring in Asia, and he just does live shows. <clears throat> and he doesn't do any shows in the U.S., because if he did, he'd get fucking flamed because nobody would be there. And he gets eighty percent of the sales of of everything at that venue, and that's exactly what Drake does. Uh, and even and, and what's funny is how the show worked, right? So Drake was always the cool, hot, smart one, you know, and Josh was the fat uh-huh. loser one. And it's kind of reversed now. Like Josh is kind of the more successful, cool one, and Drake's just kind of the the lame ass now, IRL. Like, do you remember he like um Josh? Um, I think his name's Joshua Peck or whatever. He he's like yeah. he was on David Dobrik, and then he got his own show, and then he got all this. He basically he lost all that weight, and he yeah he 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 was yeah he was doing a lot, and um, they he even went up to Drake, and uh when they were at some venue, and he was like, hey, you know how would you feel about you know i Carly got rebooted? How would you feel about rebooting Drake and Josh? And Drake was like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be great because, you know, he gets a lot of money from that because everybody would be like nostalgia, you know? But Josh said that the only way he would do it is if Drake was the loser. Basically, they'd both be older and the roles were reversed like they are IRL and Drake won't do it because he doesn't want to be the loser because Drake is tonight's big loser.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) If
0: if Sal doesn't send me $10,000, everybody on this plane will be tonight's big loser. But no, yeah. Bro. So so Drake's just kind of fallen off. Um but he still makes a living. He probably makes um he he probably makes he makes way more than you than you would think though because those shows in Mexico, they sell out every single time. If you try to buy tickets for them, they're always sold out. So those fucking those people in Mexico love him. Mainly South America. It's not even just Mexico. South America loves him. I don't know why. It's probably cuz all the girls who watched him when they were younger are like old enough now to go to his concerts and those spanish girls were always just like oh my god he was so beautiful i'm gonna listen to his music want to get his autograph i don't know i don't know how to do i don't know how to do the correct um
1: but
2: <laughs> you gave it a good try bro
0: yeah i don't know how to do the correct uh all i know in spanish is Dande esta la leche which means where is the milk um and i and i know how to say hola mi amo es jason
2: Damn, that's cool. I know how to say tacos.
0: Taco. Wanna know how you say taco?
2: Taco. No. Aha.
0: Gotcha. There is a family guy clip that's actually super hilarious about um about Sp- about Sp- like Spanish and and they're like it's like Brian and he's on this he's in the back of a pickup truck and there's like all these fucking like immigrants sitting with him. And he's like, oh God, I don't know how to speak Spanish. So he's like trying to think. He goes, okay. And he taps the guy and he goes, hola, mi amo S. Brian. And then the guy goes, you know, that was actually pretty good. But all you needed to do was just say, mi amo Brian. And he goes, oh, really? You speak English? He goes, okay. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to, he only knew how to speak that. And then Brian, and then it just cuts away. Because "que" means
2: uh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what that means.
0: I took a little bit of Spanish. I dabbled, uh, and then they then uh, they got rid of a bunch of the languages at my school. So when I graduated, I didn't graduate with a language class. So um, when I had to do college stuff, and because technically a lot of colleges require at least a year of a language, but there's actually a way to opt out of it because if you can prove that your school then offer languages like language classes, then you don't have to do it. And my school didn't, so I didn't have to take a year of any language. Although I am going to take a year of... I'm probably going to take a year of German in in college, and then I'll probably do maybe... I'm doing Japanese, or I'm going to start doing Japanese in my own time. But I'm definitely going to do like a year of German. Because German is just goofy. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, German's really goofy.
2: Yeah, well... German and r- Russian, are, I believe, are like just goofy hard languages.
0: Well, German's not. Uh, German's easier than Russian because with Russian you have to learn, um, what is it—the syllabus which is like a, which or whatever those are called. You have to learn the their alphabet. Well, German, the German alphabet uses like seventy percent of the characters that we use. Because because English is just literally like five languages deprived from each other, and and German is one of them. It's like German, Latin spanish and it's a lot of romance languages like italian german latin and no they're not called romance languages because they sound sexy when you use them guys come on
2: Get yeah with the program. they are come on
0: they're called romance because they were from the romans the romans they're gonna be roman the earth again the Romans are coming back, baby. Roman 2023. Sweet, baby. Woo! Let's go. Damn, Rome was so I dude. On God, if I if I could live anywhere in the past for like like restart my life, and I have to go somewhere, like I couldn't stay in my body now, and I can't go in the future, and I have to go anywhere in the past, I think I'd go to Rome. Like be pre uh like pre-downfall of Rome. Yeah. I bet Rome would be so fire, bro, to live in.
2: It would be. Because, yeah.
0: like, okay, the problem with Sparta, right, is it, it Athens would be pretty cool, but Sparta, they, it, it wasn't like how you see in the movies where they have, like, all these, like, beautiful textural buildings and stuff like that. No, that was Athens. Sparta was basically mud huts, but they were warriors. They weren't, like, mud. They were, like, wood, mud, and basically straw huts. And basically, they didn't live the most lavish lifestyles because they were all, like, warriors because they were always at war with Athens. And then eventually, Sparta. Di- so, so then you know, you you know the story of, of, of Sparta, right?
2: Yeah, I know yeah. the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then, so then Sparta happened... Sparta. Uh, it, who are they? The not not the Greeks. They're um because they're all Greeks. Um,
2: Persians. Well,
0: Persians. There you go. Yeah, the Persians come, and then and then the Spartans and Athens and all of the Greek all of Greece teams up basically and and takes out Persia. Well, not Persia. They don't take them out. They basically kind of send persia back and then sparta teams up with persia to take down athens and then they destroy each other athens per athens and uh sparta destroy each other basically and that's when the romans came in we're like hey guys what's up
2: (laughs) the superior ones come along (laughs) yeah and that's dressed up in their fancy gold
0: dude that scene that scene what's his name uh so in uh in the 500 or whatever that movie the one where
1: this is sparta 300 300 it's a
2: 300,
0: 300 is it really 300 i thought it was 500 that no movie?
2: dude 300
0: yeah that movie is fire um it, but what the god it's on the tip of my tongue the persian the persian king persian king what's his name you know xerxes the g- xerxes, xerxes what the x baby Zer, Zer, Zer with an x the z sound with the x what a weird name no there's actually the only reason i remember that is because there's a street by my house that's called xerxes avenue but xerxes yeah that he he creeped me out when i watched that movie when i was younger i was like bro this guy's kind of goofy
2: he kind of reminded me i like the sequel
0: i i heard the sequel is pretty bad but a lot of people actually have come around and liked it now
2: okay here here's the thing here's the thing. okay if you're going into there expecting the same level of zach snyderness from the uh, previous 300 movie you're not gonna get it and i felt like that's what people were going for well
0: both of those movies are on hbo max too so
2: and and here's the thing okay here's the thing and i'm gonna be honest with it okay i enjoyed the movie uh, for what it was But I do know that there are clear moments, okay, where you're literally going to sit there watching it, even in high definition, and you're going to be like, bro... I can see the green outline of the green screen around the character. Like you're going to see you're going to be like, "Dude, did you not mesh that?" I mean, it, it, like you're going to notice it, but like after watching it a few times, I just didn't care. I was just like, "Dude, it takes place during the 300 movie and it takes place before, during, and after the 300 movie." It's like um it's like this really big uh, backstory to three hundred, while also being a sequel. There's more. In, there's more included in it. Like, uh, Leonidas's wife gets. A, you get to see what she was doing, other than pleading for, you know, all of Greece to go to war with the Persians. You get to see the uh, the birth of King Xerxes and what happened to his father, and then what happened to him. What happens to him afterwards?
0: Yeah, and like, see, like, I think. That would probably be kind of fire as a concept but i feel like it probably just wasn't executed well and that's why most people don't like it you
2: get cool ship battles though the <laughs> greek ship battles that they did were pretty cool it's just that you know... ship
0: battle in 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 300 is so dope it's not even a ship battle it's like when they're looking over all the ships and they're like uh
1: poseidon
0: and like all the ships are like falling over and fucking getting like blown to shreds and shit. it was so fucking cool from the mm-hmm. storm from the tempest Mm. there's a good sorry i was drinking my mcdonald's fucking uh sprite uh my the my favorite thing okay there's a there's McDonald's. a greek there's a greek story hold on i'll get i got a little story about when i went to mcdonald's here but i want to finish this first so there's this greek story right it's it's just about right before the romans kind of come over and they don't know who wrote it they don't know who wrote it but this guy he was, he was a scholar, of one of the more educated people, because he wrote this, basically, this kind of, like, tale. And he was so tired of people making these stories and claiming they were real. Like, re- like shit like, We thought we fought Cthulhu! Well, they didn't say, like, Cthulhu, because that's Lovecraftian. But, but basically, shit like that, where they're fighting these big-ass monsters that just, like, didn't exist and, and, like, could easily be called out for bullshit. And he was a sailor and stuff like that, and he was like, You know what? I'm so tired of this shit. I'm gonna make one that's so unrealistic... And just titled it a true story and that's what he did he titled it a true story and this and the story basically is that it's actually the first ever known recorded sci-fi basically piece of literature ever basically these guys are on the ship right and this tempest comes in and it and it throws the ship so high in the air that they actually make it out of the earth's atmosphere and they sail to the moon and then they meet these guys on the moon and it's an entire colony of men and the men are—I guess they're technically gay because there's no women—and they give birth out of their calves, and they can have up to two children at a time. And then they go and fight. Uh, they go and fight at the sun, and then they go home, and then and then they're regarded as like heroes. And then basically they get to trade with this moon colony, and they find out that there's all these men on the moon and shit like that. And it was titled a true story. And what's funny is some of these motherfuckers actually believed it. We learned this in fucking uh we were reading it in. what was the
2: story called
0: it's literally just called a true story you can look it up look up look up look up greek sci-fi story called a true story you can it will probably be the first thing that comes up a true story okay they do know they do do know who it's by sorry it's called A True Story by Lucian of Samosta. Here's the Wikipedia article on it. And yeah, they fight like these spiders and shit. I think it's actually... I think it actually might be Roman. Actually, it might not be Greek. It might be Roman, it's but either way. It is Greek? It is Greek, okay. Yeah, language Greek. Um, Syri- it, it takes place around Syria. It's technically considered science fiction. Yeah. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's... It's... Yeah. It's really fucking crazy, dude. But no, um shit, I'm streaming my golf, whoops, sorry. Um anyways, yeah, this uh this shit's fucking insane and I remember I was like, "Damn, dude." Cuz I'm a really big sci-fi guy and I'm like, "Damn, I can't believe I've never heard of this before." And so That's
2: where Tolkien got the idea of giant spiders.
0: Um d- did he also get his um his uh ring uh idea from that that greek tale about the ring as well
2: uh no that came from uh somebody who had found an actual ring uh i believe somewhere in the netherlands i believe that it was a farmer found this really odd ring with inscriptions going all around it and it was a golden ring and they had no idea what it was supposed to be for other than like one tale of a king that and so i forget the tale of it okay i just know it's based off of a real ring and so he was all like wow that's a really cool idea because it's kind of the first of its kind found to be so engraved and nicely i mean it's kind of crude but it so he just was like yeah let's use this as the driving force of the story because it's still made of gold and tolkien's um theme of the book books are basically that gold is the bane of all men because of their greed
0: there's a there's a Greek story I don't know if it's um, it's it's one of the I, I don't remember which of the famous Greek philosophers it's by but it's basically a story about greed as well it's just titled the ring and it's a very short piece and it's basically about this king and he finds a ring and basically the king becomes like a uh, uh, he, he becomes so obsessed with this ring that like he starts neglecting his people his family his kingdom and uh when the when the people storm to try and take the ring away from him he basically like there's this big ass slaughter and the kingdom basically falls apart because of this powerful greed of this ring and then it comes to find out that the ring actually has some sort of magical power and and then the whole point of the story is you know a lot of those old greek tales try to have like some weird like random story because you know philosophers just had to be like that so um basically the story is like don't be greedy basically it's like a really i i've always that's what i thought made the most sense for it, because I, he was a really big, uh, like, historian. But he was more of an old English historian. So. Do you know what it that says? Like, did they ever translate what that says?
2: I don't believe so. It's been a long time since I've actually found the article that first tried to do a huge thing on it.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's a cool ring. But... Yeah, Tolkien Tolkien's kind of fire. Um apparently he they're is. apparently did you hear they're they're starting production of season 2 of <laughs> Rings of Power?
2: Oh my god, really? I can't wait.
0: <laughs> apparently next year middle of next year is when it's going to probably most likely release.
2: I wonder who else they're going to have as Galadriel this time that we can bully off the show.
0: <laughs> I if the do you think if the original actor for Galadriel came back, do you think it would save the show?
2: no because you still have to deal with the shitty script
0: (laughs) i mean there's a few parts of the show that i like but
2: yeah there were a few parts okay honestly just don't hate but like i actually went back and rewatched episode six where you see the uh, the birth of mount dune Mm -hmm. because i felt like if they would have just stuck to the setup of the orcs digging all those canals and tunnels that led up to the birth of mount doom and like shoved out all the other bullshit in the show that that would have been a cool starting point and it, I it would have worked today, better as
0: a movie it would have worked better as a movie
2: yeah and i thought that 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 whole thing was like the one redeeming part of the show and i do feel like that one um that one farmer guy who uses the sword to open up the 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 dam so to speak of water using that sauron looking sword that yeah. one that fucking forms out of nowhere based off of special blood in your veins yeah that one mm-hmm. i thought that was a cool concept and i like the idea of that being you had some people who never watched the show though who like only watched like the first few episodes and then watched the critical drinker right and they're all like yeah and the script's so shit. like who says lines like like you know the sword being the key and the stone and shit like they, they thought it was a metaphor and i was just like dude did you not watch the show the sword is a literal key to the stone like did you not no i didn't watch that shit but then like what the fuck are you talking about
0: i feel like here's the thing about movies is games the thing about games is right is you can watch somebody play through the entire game and as long as you watch them play through the entire game, like, every piece of the game, okay, you can make the argument of whether or not a game is bad. Because you watched all of it. You didn't play it, mm-hmm. but you watched all of it. With movies, you can't do that. You can't watch a third... You can't watch ten minutes of a movie and be like, Dude, what the fuck is this dog shit, bro? This movie's so slow. Like, like, how do you know? You didn't finish it. You didn't fucking finish it. And And, and like, my friends always give me shit because I don't like buying a lot of video games. Like, for example, like like story games like the only one i really bought was horizon forbidden west because there's more than just a story to that game but like with ragnarok i just watched somebody play through the entire thing and then my friend was like well dude how do you know if ragnarok was game of the year i was like oh my god it's almost as if i watched the entire somebody play the entire game it's like no i didn't watch somebody play all of elden ring but i could tell you that i'm not a souls fan so obviously i'm just gonna choose god of war for game of the year than elden ring because i'm not a souls fan i don't like souls games and it's like, that type of shit, you can't do that with movies. Like, um, there's this girl at work, um, I won't say who it is, but she's an asshole to a lot of the the other wait staff. She does, she only works, um, she doesn't work in, like, the afternoons. But she's kind of, I wouldn't say, you know what, she's not really asshole, she's just more, like, picky. She's just, like, really picky about everything. And she said that... She didn't like the new Batman because it didn't remind her of the Dark Knight. And I'm like, it's not the same movie. It's it's, it's two different movies. You can't compare them. Sure, they're both Batman, but you can't compare the Dark Knight directly to the, the new Batman movie. They're not trying to be fucking Christopher Nolan. Matt Reeves is not trying to go for the Christopher Nolan style where it's like the, the cool fucking crazy gadgets, like n- n- New York style city. That's not what he's going for. You can't compare the two movies like that. Sure, they're both Batman. You can compare. I mean, if you want to compare Batman's, go for it. If you want to compare Pattinson compared to fucking Bale, go for it. But you can't compare the movies directly because they're not trying to be the same thing. And and especially when I found out that she didn't even watch the entirety of Batman, that pissed me off even more because I was like, how do you even know? How do you even know how the movie ended? You didn't even watch the entire thing. Like how do you how do you know what happened? Like y- yeah, you could look up the plot, but you didn't watch the entire thing. You don't know what fucking happened. You can't you can't yeah. compare it
2: see not finishing a movie is like impossible for me no matter how bad it is like i, I have there to was only the one
0: time i ever walked out of a theater actually two times um it was air bud the the dog movie about the dog that plays basketball <laughs> Yeah, and and then the only other time was um when my grandma got really sick and we were in um the theater watching uh Blade Runner 2040 what
2: is it
0: 2049 yeah and or is it 2048 god no I can't I know I'm second guessing myself it is 2049 it's Blade Runner 2049 when we were watching that we got a a, why didn't get a call I got a a message and normally you you don't check I didn't check my phone during the movie I went to the bathroom and as I went to the bathroom I got a text like five minutes before that that said my grandma was in the hospital and I was like oh shit well then um Okay, I guess we gotta go. And then I ended up watching, finishing the movie, and I thought it was amazing. I fucking love both the Blade Runner movies. They're both amazing.
2: Who goes to the bathroom when you go to the movie theaters?
0: I have to. I have, I have a really bad bladder.
2: Then go beforehand and don't drink anything during the movie. See,
0: that's impossible for me, dude. I can't eat popcorn or anything without a soda or, like, a drink or water or something like that. And... So I'll go before you there's sometimes I can get through movies. It just all depends on how my bladder wants to be that day because I have like um I wouldn't say a problem but it it's it's like I will have to go to the bathroom pretty much every like hour and a half to 2 hours. And so usually it's impossible for me to make it through an entire movie. But I usually go to the bathroom really quickly. Okay, there there has been a couple times where I haven't washed my hands in the bathroom just because i was so invested in the movie that i literally I, I i ripped my pants down i fucking and just fucking went back because i was so invested one of the times one of the times was in avengers endgame i remember that one it was it was during when um it, it was during um when when they were in the stark lab in the 70s when they have to get the what stone are they trying to get then? is that the tesseract they're trying to re-get the tesseract right yeah. Yeah, when they're trying to re-get the Tesseract, I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck, I can't make it. I saw Peggy, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I was like, okay, okay, I'm gone, I'm gone. And I fucking, I'm I, not even kidding, I jumped out of my chair, I sprinted, because we, cause we have, like, these recliner chairs at our theater, because it's a the local theater, they got these really nice, really comfy leather recliners. And, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't even turn, I didn't even put the re- recliner down. I literally jumped out of the chair, I fucking sprinted, like, full-blown bo- sprint. Fucking, <sighs> Fucking jet lasered that shit and I just ran back out. And I didn't even give a shit if the guy at the at the um counter could hear could hear the bathroom or not. <laughs> Cause I did not care. I went and then I got back and I sat in my chair. It was actually like probably world record piss pace. Cause I it was only like twenty five seconds, not even. And it was a long piss too. I was just jet lasering that shit. It was it would have been a long piss. Had I took my time, that would have been a minute piss, probably a minute and a half maybe would that would have yeah, been a long
2: forced piss. it right out bro
0: <laughs> yeah well no like, right. there's, there's a speed run strat that you can do but
2: <laughs> yeah okay so 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 i want to talk about substance we're talking about movies
1: mm-hmm.
2: i Go have ahead. for me okay biggest <laughs> biggest thing for me is okay i have am one of those people to where i love all of the alien
0: movies mm, okay like even the one even the new one with idris elba
2: no the alien movies
0: yeah yeah there's a new alien movie with idris elba from like three years ago
2: when is there a new alien movie
0: you don't have is it it's called like it's literally directed by ridley scott alien movies
2: i don't remember there being i only remember the one from 2017 it's covenant. Alien, alien covenant has idris elba in it
0: or is it prometheus
2: prometheus is, he, is the one with idris elba yeah he dies in it
0: yeah there you go prometheus is 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 technically considered an alien part of the alien uh franchise because it's
2: yes even prometheus
0: yeah you see so you've seen prometheus you like that one too so that was yes. the one that not everybody liked or was it covenant that was the one that everybody didn't like
2: uh, well people liked covenant a little bit more but the problem is is that ridley scott was uh forced to change the story of covenant because of how much people hated prometheus so there were scenes where he wanted to explore storylines and 21st century fox is all like nah people didn't like that P- prometheus so you got to change this to be a little bit different which is why you could find deleted. I forgot scenes forgot
0: benedict wong was in prometheus too yeah um no it was it was kind of weird because like i i hate when when studios do that to directors, like and and, I mean, it, and it wasn't even like for Star Wars, it wasn't even it wasn't even a studio like George Lucas because George Lucas fucking made sure he owned his studio. It was the fucking fans. The fans were boycotting it. Like we're not gonna watch these sequels if, or these prequels if they're not done correctly. He's like, "Fuck
2: you guys!" Yeah, "Fuck Jar Jar. We don't like Jar Jar. What is this movie?" Made which is for why, tents?
0: which is why Jar Jar doesn't even have a single scene in in revenge of the sith in our he does he does he does he has the he one does. scene he has the one scene in in the senate but he was supposed to have more scenes in honestly i think the dark jar jar thing was gonna happen I'm, I'm gonna be real with you
2: george lucas admitted it was
0: yeah like it probably would have happened had people not bullied him for it and it's
2: like yeah see i hate that
0: And and then they, and I mean, don't get me wrong, Revenge of the Sith was still fire for what he came up with, with not being able to do his original Dark Dark, Dark Jedi script. Mm Because Revenge of the Sith is easily my favorite Star Wars movie out out of the six, because there's only six movies. There's only six Star Wars movies. There's only six Star Wars movies. Even Disney admitted that. Even Disney admitted that. When you go on Disney Plus right now, it has the first six, and then it has the Disney sequels. And the Disney sequels are in their own category. They're not considered canon anymore because now there's two canons in star wars there's there's the regular canon which is like where the mandalorian is uh where fucking ahsoka is all that shit and then you have the sequels which is the disney canon which is stuff like solo um and then stuff like rogue one for some reason even though that's technically part of the regular canon but whatever they just put it in there because disney directed it and all this shit but like all the tv shows other than um other than that new one Andor that came out the, all the TV shows are in um not Disney canon they're in the regular canon cuz the thing about the Obi-Wan show is it, it was starting to feel like it was going to be Disney canon where they're like okay they're just rechanging the story they kind of made it work though they made it work the the beginning of the show i i've come i've come to turn around with that show the beginning of that show is dog shit like i i don't like anything about the beginning of that show at all And then, um, the Vader scenes and episodes, uh, in the, in like the last couple episodes is so good. Like the fight scene in the final episode, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's just, it's so good. And the one where he's fighting third sister was also amazing where, where he's literally just playing with her and the boss ass ship, bro. Fucking Kylo Ren. There's, there's a scene where Kylo Ren, you remember from episode nine when Kylo Ren and Ray are trying to hold down that tiny ass ship. And they're pushing it back yeah. and forth, and they just can't even get it to budge. This boy Vader, bro, took an entire fucking like uh, episode two, three style ship, and fucking just was holding it, holding it down with one hand, didn't even have <laughs> know, to that try. Was
2: some badass. The
0: only people that's ever I've seen do anything crazier than that was Star Killer, but that's because Star Killer was just designed to be fucking broken as shit in those games. In the do you remember those games?
2: Yeah, I remember those games. Yeah,
0: there's a in 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 the second game um um in the second force and Leash game he literally holds down a star destroyer with one hand and breaks it the star destroyer is literally trying to take off and it's going so it's trying to go so quickly it breaks in half because he's holding it back and i was like okay this guy is just dumb this guy is just stupid what the fuck but that was pretty badass too actually i want to remaster those games i love the new ones with cal and apparently that the reason why um they push back Jedi Survivor, the new one, the sequel to Fallen Order, is because apparently it's supposed to tie into The Mandalorian, which, if that's the case, like, oh my God, Craigasm, that's gonna be great. But, no. It's just, I hate when directors ha- are forced to mm-hmm. change their original script. Because, like, it's like, bro, they're trying to make a, a film. Like, a lot of people, like, don't think there's a difference between a film and a movie, but there is. A movie is something like um Marvel, where you're making it. To, to to yeah it's going to be enjoyed but you're making it for money you're making it solely for money well a film is something you make the director wants to make the director is making this because he wants to make this not because money yes there is money involved and he he's he's glad to take money but he, his it's not just his only focus is money well if like marvel and hell even dc their whole point is how do we turn out more money how do we turn out more money and that's a movie a movie is a money maker a film is just a movie designed to be enjoyed by the director i think personally
2: that's why that's why i felt like when prometheus came out and everybody started shitting on it i told them all to go to hell cuz i was all like look this dude had this story plan like since you know for 20 years at the time he was making prometheus okay it took him like 25 years to make this this is what he originally had for the origin story to the aliens you're gonna get your precious little fucking aliens okay uh, later on all right but let's look at the origin to it i everybody was bitching because they're like oh i don't give a shit about this fucking race of creators and all this. i'm like dude this is where aliens came from okay like This is what he had planned. Fuck off. You know, and and Alien Covenant, even though it was changed a bit because of, you know, studio, I still I still enjoyed it for what it was. I was all like, damn, that's pretty cool. And then it tied back into Alien One near the end. And I was all like, This is this is pretty cool. This is nice. And I'm just like, why are you guys such an asshole? This is the dude who created the first alien movies, and he's telling you that this is the story to them. Like you can say, you can judge it. Based off of maybe being a shitty story, but like, who the fuck cares? It's not your world; it's his. And also,
0: also, by the way, from without Ridley Scott, might I remind you? Okay, everybody who's shitting on Ridley Scott, like, damn, you know he's falling off, bro. Like, may I remind you of who this guy is? He not only made Alien and Aliens, if I remember correctly. Did he do Alien Three too? Right? He did Alien Three too, right?
2: Uh, I don't think he did Alien Three.
0: He did Alien and Aliens. He did the original design of Blade Runner. He was the one that took Blade Runner the, and took the original story dude, Android's Dream of Electric Sheep and managed to make it a, a cinematic masterpiece, which nobody thought they could even do because that story just doesn't even hardly work as a movie because it would be too long. Not only that, he, he not only set up Blade Runner, but he also set up two of, the, two of the biggest games that ended up basically taking sci-fi by the cock and literally re-ripping it apart and remaking sci-fi. Made sci-fi cool again. Without Alien and Aliens, those two movies in particular, and I guess Blade Runner too, it, sci-fi would not be how it is today. A lot of those games, a lot of sci-fi games, are based heavily off of Alien in in that style. Like Prey, the Prey games are mm-hmm. are, are heavily based off of Alien. The Alien: Isolation is one of the most fun, like uh hide and I guess it's not really hide and seek. It's kind of what's the word for that type of game called? You're constantly being chased by one enemy.
2: Uh, survival horror? So, yeah,
0: yeah, survival horror, I guess, works. Yeah, it gave us survival horror. Uh, Returnal, that game that I've been playing a lot, that game would have never existed without... Actually, funny enough, their biggest inspiration is Alien Isolation and Prometheus, the movie Prometheus, which is why I have so much respect for this movie because that, that origin of, like, mankind-style thing where, like, you know, it's like this torn-down, like, old ancient civilization lost. That's exactly what Returnal is based off. It, it's like this gone, but gone and forgotten civilization being uncovered uh, by by means that weren't even supposed to exist, and it, like it was never supposed to happen. And I find that just so fucking cool. And so I have so much respect for Ridley Scott. And I mean, I kind of want to go back and rewatch Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I've never seen Covenant. I've seen Prometheus. I I want to go back and watch um, both of these movies now because um okay this is just not working
2: shit i mean pick a date we will
0: fuck dude i'm god i might my... i'm we might this and like they didn't even do that mad like yeah i don't know i th- i think we should wa- we should definitely watch these though oh, damn it's got it's got a decent cast to it i remember is Alien Covenant the one that has the guy? Well, because Prometheus has the start of it, but doesn't the robot have a bigger play in, in yes. Covenant? Yeah, I think
2: I think and the... I loved that part of the film.
0: I, I think that I think I think the 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 robot style is pretty cool. Um, I also, I, dude, I'm, I'm such like a, I'm such like an Android fan. I want like a movie, like I want a Detroit to become human style movie, where, where like minus all the fucking gay bullshit. I want like a movie like that you know like like a cool ass fucking android mm-hmm. city fucking oh like like android like uh blade runner is kind of that but it's not because they're more human-like than they are android because the how how they were designed is um well i too how they were designed is they were designed with human intention like were basically the, the the androids in in the androids dream of electric sheep and or do androids or whatever? And the Blade Runner series is they're basically humans. They're just literally humans, but they're like just a little stronger, a little smarter. And they still are just as weak as humans. They don't got any like cool like upgrades or anything like that. Although in of uh, twenty forty nine, it was kind of setting up that they were gonna maybe in the in the C or the uh, what's it called the final movie, the third movie, the trilogy to end off the Blade Runner series that's coming out at some point. Um, that there was going to be these really powerful androids, and I think it's fucking dope. I I think I think that's cool, but I want I want real androids. Like I want I want I want iRobot, but actually done way better, like way better. Because don't get me wrong, iRobot is cool, right? But the actual novel is so much better than the iRobot movie with Will Smith. Because i iRobot is written by Isaac Asimov, who was a chemist. Funny enough, he's not. He wasn't even. A really science fiction guy, and he just got really into writing and he thought it was really cool to have like these robotic style like humans you know without like the chemistry compounds of a normal human and what it would be like and he built this entire world in one st- in uh, which is iRobot is just a collection of a bunch of short stories, and he built this entire world and iRobot the movie is only one of those like twenty uh short stories, which is so sad because it could have been so much better. You could have set up this entire world with iRobot. <sighs> yeah. Man. Yeah. It was yeah. It it I'm I'm not a fan of iRobot the movie. Like it's a good movie, but I i can't stand by it.
2: It's Do you just... think they can make more uh long scale uh you know uh feature sized films like iRobot and still have it take place in the universe that they Absolutely. Will start in?
0: Absolutely. The only problem is, is Isaac Isaac Asimov has been dead for a while, and his, I think his son or his daughter owns the rights to all of the, ro- uh, like, all the stuff to do in the film, or, not to do in the film, to do with the, the book, and she gave, he or she, whoever it is, gave access for iRobot, but after iRobot flopped so badly, they said they're never gonna, they're never gonna touch it again, because they don't want to ruin their father's legacy. And the guy's, like, really old. It's kind of like a Tolkien problem right now, where the estate basically owns it right now. And um, I don't think... Well, to be honest, I don't even know if anybody's even asked. I don't know if anybody's even went to them anymore after iRobot. Because iRobot did okay, but it wasn't, like, what everybody wanted. Like, everybody thought it was going to be way different than what it was. And iRobot, to be fair, was way ahead of its time, because it tried to be something that would have worked now in, like, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the robots, they kind of, like ass because cgi still not to that point yet you know because it's not like 2009 or 2000 it's like it's this is like 2002 it's like it's not like 2009 yet where like you can get away with awesome cgi yet because the computers aren't powerful enough so i think they could definitely now expand upon that and make like because there's a there's a story you could even make a short story or a short film uh the very first one is the shortest one in the entire novel it's called robbie just a little girl and there's this robot and this is pre before the robots become like how they are an irobot the robots can't speak all they can do is just act basically they're just told to do something and they do it they have these glowing red eyes they're all completely all metal like they don't have any type of substance or anything like that you can easily tell they're robots basically this guy this robots called Robbie this little girl plays around with it and they play hide-and-seek and the robot always finds her and she gets all mad But the mom hates this robot so badly because she wants a kid to make friends right and so she's like everybody looks at us funny you know and the dad's like it's fine dude at least she's like having somebody you know and mom's like no so basically the mom starts treating the robot like shit, and then tries to get the robot in trouble so the dad will get rid of it and eventually she basically just like destroys the robot and in, in from the novel even though this robot can't speak, he can't say what's going on. He can't see what's happening. You're basically just watching the mother destroy this poor robot. And it, you almost get a sense of feeling. Like, you can feel how the robot is feeling. And that's the introduction of the story. And eventually, the robot gets sent away after it gets, to, gets basically damn near destroyed. And then the mom's like, see, it's so much better. It, it's going to be so much better for our daughter. And then their daughter becomes quiet and shy and then, like, won't do anything anymore. And all the kids think she's an outcast. and. It basically ruins the daughter's life and then it ends up ruining the mother's life. So then they try to go find this robot and then they eventually find it after after a while in like New York City. And it's that's the introduction. It's only like twenty pages. And that's the introduction. And and, and just from just from that, I think you can make an entire movie. You could make a movie just titled Robbie. I
2: uh, I think we should go
1: for it.
0: We could definitely do it. I think we could do it. It would be easy too, because I mean you'd have I you would have to do CGI, but it's easy CGI, because you, you only have to really CGI one thing. Because this is like... So the, it was written in like 1950. It was... So so for my college class, we had to do... 19, we had to do George Orwell, do 1984, and then we had to do Isaac Asimov, because they wrote around the same time, because we were going by time period. And so basically, it was of what the future would look like in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So iRobot starts in the 90s, which is when Robbie takes place in 1998, and then it goes... Until like twenty sixty or something like that, when finally there's a Android revolution, which is iRobot, the movie where the androids finally become like really sentient and start fighting back and stuff like that uh yeah it's 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 a fucking it, it there's so many things you could do you could almost make it you could make an entire like world build building off of this, but you know you know nobody wants to do it I
2: think they could I think they could pull it off because they could use the cGI used for that movie chappie
0: yes. Exactly, Chappie is underrated. Listen,
2: yeah, I love that movie.
0: I love that movie. Listen, everybody who's listening and you've seen Chappie and you think it's bad, you have an opinion, but I don't know if it's right because Chappie is fire. Now, don't get me wrong; that weird scene where Sony paid to have all those Playstations as like a as a supercomputer—that's kind of odd. Okay, I'm gonna admit that's kind of odd, but everything else is really dope. I think Chappie is fucking cool as fuck. I like. I like the style of trying to teach a robot to become a gangster, kind of like a, a like a, like a weird ass fucking, like you know, like like where he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I hold it like this, <laughs> and then like the ending is pretty cool where his creator basically gets turned into a robot because he was gonna die, and Ch- Chappy's just the G. Chappy's a G, bro.
2: Oh man, dude, Chappy's awesome. Chappy, I love girl. that movie. I thought it was actually gonna be shit until i watched it
0: yeah and a lot of people did think it was shit, but i loved it i don't care what anybody says no
2: there's there's um, um been released uh i think i sent it maybe i sent the trailer for the new evil dead movie
0: yes yes i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm 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 somewhat excited i think i don't know what are yours what are your thoughts on it I, are,
2: for me i'm okay i love bruce campbell's evil dead movies okay but the director himself of the original one said that the first evil dead movie was supposed to be a very serious very demonic type of horror but they didn't think that people at the time would be recipient you know what would receive it well and um so he kind of made it more less what it was supposed to be but you can clearly t- see a, a tone difference in the first evil dead movie in the second where it becomes more goofy light-hearted bruce campbellness for me i liked the remake in 2013 where it was what it was supposed to be very 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 fucking disturbing evil horror and when i watched the trailer for the second movie i was just like i was like yes like, I hope this is amazing because it already has moments from the first movie where you love it, but you never want to watch it again because of how disturbing it is. And I still, to this day, cannot get past the scene in the 2013 one. Have you even seen it?
0: I have not seen the 2013 one at
2: no. Oh, my God. Look, it doesn't matter. They put it in the trailer, so I guess it's not super spoiler. But basically, one of the, the girl who becomes possessed in the... in the um in the 2013 one she literally takes one of those utility knives with a really long razor okay and she literally licks up it until her tongue is in half
0: really that's kind of odd
2: that's well the way that the way that it's done in the movie is fucking disturbing okay because it's not just on screen to be on screen there's actually a a scene going on but they included just that little snippet of it in the trailer and i was all like oh like that's in the movie and then like you watch the movie and that shit goes hard i actually feel like the the biggest hot take you can have that the 2013 evil dead movie is more disturbing than the exorcist
0: now let me ask you this is ash versus evil dead in that uh universe
2: no no okay. this is without ash this is like what it was supposed okay. to be because i, to I be... love
0: ash versus evil Dead.
2: i'm scared though i'm scared because um uh what i'm scared about these remakes are is they're finally living up to the potential of what the story was supposed to be in terms of the necromonicon book and how it falls into the hands of people but i'm scared they're going to take a saw route where they're going to start making sequels out of nowhere with random fucking ideas and <laughs> it's going to start losing quality
0: bro saw oh my god saw is i know just... jesus man
2: the, the first par- two movies were <laughs> great.
0: and then my my friend is a really big Saw fan of all the movies and he was telling me like, "Yo, watch the new Saw uh, TV show on Netflix," and I was like, "Hell no!" I learned better than to do anything with Saw after the like first two or three movies. Because, dude, have you ever watched Scary Movie four?
2: Yes, I have. The
0: that shit is more entertaining to watch than the rest of the Saw movies. That that intro with Doctor Phil is locked up in mm-hmm. the Saw room. That is more entertaining to watch than anything in any of the Saw movies after the first two movies. And, like, I get they were trying to, like, you know, we're gonna make an over branching story, but then it's just, like, it's stupid, because, like, you can only do the same thing, like, twice. You know, it's the same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because like, like, the it gets to the point where it's like, at what point are you gonna just stop? Same with fucking Halloween and Friday the 13th. Luckily, they did that way too early with Friday the 13th, and they killed it off a lot quicker than they then then it it, because it could have been bad but at what point like do you do you just quit you know i think that's the problem that a lot of the um a lot of the movies horror movies that were really popular had is because see horror movies as a franchise is is kind of dead to be honest now like like it doesn't make anywhere near as much money And, and even in the 80s when i say its peak would be 80s and 90s okay when we had Scream, the original Friday the Thirteenth, which actually was nineteen seventy nine, but whatever. Uh, fr- fr- uh, uh, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was seventy seven, but all those movies, right? That era, even in that era, that was that wasn't a money making franchise, like like that. So for those movies, like like for example, for, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, when that movie got really popular, I think that was the one that, for the first time ever, probably reached a box office of of near a normal, like, uh, regular movie did, as a slasher horror movie, so then they just fucking, like, I think it was Universal, or Warner Brothers, or whoever owned them, dumped just so much money, actually it was Paramount, Paramount dumped so much money into making as many fucking sequels, and prequels, and anything to that movie they could think of, and that's when you get shit like Dream Warriors, which is the worst thing ever, and then you get fucking, uh, West Cravens, a new nightmare, and it's like, oh my god, bro, stop making movies. <laughs> and and Friday the Thirteenth was the same thing. Paramount, first one did really good, second one was pretty did okay, but then Nightmare on Elm Street really boosted horror movies. So then when the third one was like, okay, now we're really gonna put Jason to the spotlight. You had tits, you had killing, you had a dope ass killer with this cool ass hockey mask, and then they were like, it, it blew up. That movie blew up too. And they were like, oh my god, here here is our nightmare on Elm Street that's gonna work this time. So then they dumped as much money into that, and that's when you get Jason goes to Manhattan, okay? You get Jason X, you get fucking uh, Jason <laughs> goes to hell, okay? You get shit like that. Texas Chainsaw Freddy Massacre Jason Freddie versus Jason is pretty cool as a concept. In in and, and if you take it as a not meant to be a serious movie, it's fun, it's a fun m- movie to watch. Like, but but the problem is is, is the other movies are just so bad, or so bad, Jason Goes to Manhattan is one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life, there's a guy who's, oh my god, there's a, there's a scene in that movie, right, okay, don't ask me why, but you know the lake, um, you know the, you know there's that massive lake that Jason drowned in, right, okay, this, this is technically a lake in the Midwest, right, this isn't a great lake, this isn't anywhere that would have a seaport, these motherfuckers are going to take this boat from that lake because, oh, my God, they, they built a new canal. They built a new canal 600 miles to New York City. How the hell does that work? Okay. So they so then this big-ass cruise boat leaves from there, which I don't even know how that's possible. Okay. First five minutes of the movie, it doesn't even make sense already. They get to New York, and this guy literally, they get off the boat, and the first time Jason's finally seen, like, in full daylight off the boat, this guy immediately puts on boxing gloves and goes, I'm gonna take him out. He starts punching the shit out of him. And at first, he's like, everybody's like, yeah, they're kicking his ass. He's kicking his ass. And all of a sudden, Jason just starts walking towards him. And the guy, like, instead of running away or anything like that, just keeps trying to hit him. And eventually, Jason just takes it like this, grabs him by the throat, takes his axe, like, he takes his fire hydrant axe, puts it in his fucking foot, knocks him back, and takes his arm. And I kid you not, worst CGI or worst special practical effects, whatever it was. I don't know what they were trying to use, but whatever they did, he takes his arm, cocks it back, and just fucking creams his head off his head, just split like clean off, 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 like his head is completely off his body. And I'm like, what are you doing? How does that even work? Like, (laughs) oh my god! And there's actually in the in the in the Friday the Thirteenth game, okay, as um as as Jason uh, episode eight, which is Jason goes to Manhattan, um that that Friday the Thirteenth killer. Which he's a really strong one in that game. Is a really really strong killer in that game. He has a he has a, he has an execution that's that parodies it. Where he basically he'll grab the people, he'll throw his axe into their body, he'll walk up to them, and he'll just go like this. He just cocks his arm back, kind of like kind of just like bow, and he just smacks their fucking head off. And it's like what the fuck, and it's super funny. They the, the Friday the Thirteenth games are so are the game I should say is so fun but it sucks that like they fucked up the movies. Oh, no, and then and then Scream too. Scream, Scream was going that route too after Wes Craven left Nightmare on Elm Street and went to Scream. He made a banger. Scream cuz Scream Scream the whole point of Scream is that it's a parody. It's a parody of a parody. And and Scream 1 and 2 are amazing. Everything after that, except for the new one was pretty okay, but still shouldn't be it, it shouldn't exist, but but everything after that is just like no. And luckily after Scream 4 they kind of gave up, which was nice. And then they made the new one which did okay in the box office, but they don't they there's most likely not going to be another Scream one, which is okay. Slasher movies get insane though. I'm a really big slasher movie fan. I'm I like I can tell you the dates of pretty much every single Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And it's oh, man
2: no see and that's what i hope doesn't happen to the evil dead franchise it's going to be very easy to fall into that trap oh look another group of people found the necromonicon oh here's a haunting it's like no you from what i could tell from the trailer the person understands the director understands the purpose of the necromonicon and how terrifying it can be which is why if you watch the very first evil dead movie which has the most serious tones um and it's beautiful clay stop motion animation by the way uh you you understand what it is and so you appreciate the 2013 version for just going all out in many different ways because they weren't trying to copy the original evil dead like scene for scene which is nice because remakes tend to do that they were all like okay they've already seen this type of thing in the first one we're going to do our own like versions of the possession and the the brutal killings and it was like oh well thanks for trying to keep it original aside from a few things that you can't get rid of because it's part of the story and so i was like very happy with the 2013 movie and and funny enough it's still a movie to this day where i will never watch that movie alone yeah um because if you write a demonic world like this with like a book where you just fucking saying the first few lines of its pages opens up a lot of evil devil shit, and you're just like look evil book possesses you if you open it and read it that's the premise please sit down and believe that i will sit down and i will believe the premise for as long as i can until it either gets goofy or it goes whack, and the movie didn't do either. It was literally like, "Oh yeah, yeah, cool." You find a rare book made of human skin and other weird shit, and you decide to read it, and shit happens. You know, like this is scary as fuck because, like, now I'm I'm afraid to fucking go to the library and and open creepy books now.
0: <laughs> Our library has so many books that are just so fucking weird, dude. I like, I I, I don't even know what the deal with. Our library is so cringe, like it's so ass. It 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 just always stinks. They they haven't updated it in like the past like thirty years, and I wish they would because the library could be such a cool place. And they just no, they just our library's ass. But no, I for me, I just don't like when they start milking a franchise too much. Like Fast and Furious is another one of my franchises that I loved, and they milked. I mean the new movies. Are fine but the problem with them is they're not fast and furious they don't deserve the title of having fast and furious they are fast and furious as a premise is about driving cars racing driving cars you know dumb shit happens you know like this car jumps onto the boat it both explodes boom you know now it's like we're gonna jump a fucking uh, we're gonna jump a car out of space out of a helicopter and it's like what the fuck are you doing guys like the whole point of this movie is franchise was that it was it was just driving cool ass cars at the time and now you now it's no longer about that like fast nine it kind of went back to that because the director uh of that movie directed tokyo drift the third movie which everybody claims is a bad movie but if you watch tokyo it's one of the best if you watch that compared to the new ones no you will love it and and it has a lot of more racing scenes and 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 for once in in probably the first 10 years of fast and furious movies the ending of uh, the ending battle is completely all on wheels it, it the the ending battle is, is never it never stops like it's ne- it's not stopping moving it never stops moving which
2: which is nice which is nice that that, that last ending that last uh race you know down that that yeah. that fucking mountain shit was probably like in one of awesome the coolest fuck- scenes
0: and yeah. what's funny is is did you know? Fun fact: They didn't use any CGI for the for the uh for the first three movies with car racing, and and since then the the fourth four and on. And Fast 10's coming out this year, by the way. Might I add at the end of the year, Fast Ten called F Ten. It's apparently it apparently has the fuck yeah. It has um it has Tom Holland in it.
2: Um the fuck
0: yeah, and he's a villain this time, bro. What the fuck?
2: Spider Man's a villain. <laughs> villain.
0: <laughs> I know, but um No, the Fast Ten's coming out this year, but but since then, okay, so F nine to F to Fast and Furious four, okay, the fourth movie, there has been like at least like thirty times where CGI has been used, okay. Um, but in the first three movies, there's not a single use,
2: no I think use Tokyo, of CGI. I think I think Tokyo Drift had small amounts of CGI for that mountain face.
0: Well, though. actually, 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 fun fact. It didn't because how the so how it worked is the C it's not CGI it's actually backdropped it's green screened so um the, it's not CGI because they didn't make a, uh, a they didn't take the cars in CGI them so what they did is they built these big guys ramps so half the scene is done legit the bottom half of the scene like so the top of the part because they couldn't get they couldn't get access to that mountain in Japan that they wanted because it would have been way too much money and they did not have the budget for that back then um, now they would have been able to but. back then they didn't so what they did is they only drove on the on the on the on the part that they could get access to which is the bottom half of the mountain so like um i think it's that part to where um right after he almost falls off and then he gets back and he's like i'm gonna win this i'm gonna win this i got this and that that part after that part he that that's all real but after before that, they just basically set up these ramps, and they would have. They would take these professional stunt drivers because you know the actors are not going to drive these. The actors can't even probably drive cars to begin with. Um, they take they take the uh, they they'll take stunt stunt drivers, and they'll take the cars and they'll drive them and do crazy shit with them. And then they'll they'll be like, all right, where does this work? And they'll fit it and they'll just they'll piece it together. And and so it's technically all real, just the backdrop was fake, like the background. Um, and then after that, they started just CGIing a lot of the cars. But did you know? So you know the one with Dwayne and the Rock Johnson, the fifth movie, right? Where he's constantly after them yeah. when they're in, uh, when they're yeah. in. It's not Mexico. They're in like Brazil or whatever.
2: Yeah, um, they're, what the, they're in. Um, God damn it! Not. Uh, uh, they're I know they're in Brazil, but they're. I can't keep going.
0: Anyways, yeah. So they're in Brazil, and there's that scene where they have that bank vault thing, right? You remember that where he's yeah. where he's yeah. it? Uh-huh. That was all done legit. No CGI to that. You would think that would be the one yeah. thing that CGI. It was completely done legit. There's a video of them actually doing it, and the stunt drivers that were having to do it were actually so scared to do it that they, uh, they basically said they weren't going to do it unless they got like this this amount of money and this insurance and stuff like that. And they they did. So it yeah, was.
2: See, I remember reading. I remember seeing how they did that whole thing legitimately. And I was all like, Jesus Christ, dude! I mean... No.
0: There's and and ever since like Fast and Furious Five, the the movies have gone like mega downhill because like Hobbs and Shaw was pretty dope. Okay, Hobbs and Shaw was a cool concept because I really liked Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character mm-hmm. and Dwayne as a person. And uh, but the only problem that I had with it is it kind of was kind of a goofy concept, like almost too goofy for even Fast and Furious. And then yeah. then the rest of the Fast and Furious movies were just like you know have been kind of weird. Fast Seven is probably the best one of the new movies. Fast Eight's trash. Fast Nine's okay, but like um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he it, what got so done with um, with uh, Vin Diesel that he quit work working in the movies. Which is why he's not in the movies anymore. He won't work mm-hmm. with Vin Diesel anymore because Vin Diesel pissed him off. And apparently, Vin Diesel um, is horrible to work with. Like he's he's Vin Diesel is probably like one of the worst people to work with, um, according to a lot of actors. Because so first off um have you ever seen that picture of him really fat yeah yeah so that he would all he was out of shape um also apparently once he finally got back into shape for f9 uh he he would come like he would show up super late he'd show up like two hours late to the sessions and when he would come he would come with his script he'd hand it to the director and it would have script revisions on it he'd be like this is what i want to say and then the director would be like, no, no, no. And he would argue, they'd go and fucking argue for like an hour before they'd finally get the, what the director wanted. And Vin Diesel would always like threaten to fucking quit and be like, I can always stop producing these movies. And and like, but I don't know how the director got away with it. But then there's this one where Vin Diesel's like working, uh, he's like taking an Instagram video and the director just looks so pissed and he's so swamped in the background with like all this shit. He goes, hey. And I can't remember what the director's name was. He goes, we making the best movie ever or what? And the director goes, "Yep, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a movie. It's definitely going to be a movie for sure." And he goes, "Yeah, from the director's mouth, go check it out. This movie's going to be insane." And it's like, "Oh my god, dude. Literally you oh. No, and apparently See, a, a bunch of the cast also really didn't like working with Vin Diesel either.
2: Yeah, um plot plot twist. Uh now you know why Paul Walker died. <laughs>
0: I don't like Vin Diesel so much, I'm out of this bitch.
2: More like Vin Diesel killed Paul Walker.
0: Damn, could you imagine? Because he wanted the spotlight so badly he had to Look, get rid of
2: All him. I'm all I'm saying, okay, all I'm saying, I know I know nobody's perfect, and I know nobody's infallible, okay? All I'm saying is you got Paul Walker, somebody who is very gifted behind the wheel, and you got one of the world's best race car drivers in the same vehicle, and you're gonna tell me these motherfuckers like went too fast and hit a pole? What? <laughs> Yeah. I'm so, and and then not to mention, notice how the movies started focusing on putting dominic toretto on the spotlight of every little fucking thing everything's about dominic toretto everything has to be centered around him with every scene like i think it. i think it was literally like fast uh eight and uh fast seven and eight where dominic toretto almost fucking dies and has to be brought like you know you can fucking nope.
0: tell and f9 does that too
2: and, 90- and F- I see I never watched F9. At so the I, end of F9,
0: up. at the end of F9, they they finally crash this big ass vehicle that that um uh knockoff rock uh John Cena does, mm-hmm. and, and he's driving it, and they're trying to get this shit, and basically it finally crashes, and Vin Diesel he he's they're like come on get out dumb, and he's like believe me, and then. And then he fucking, like tries to steer it and it crashes and everybody's like starts crying and john cena gets out of his car and he's like and everybody's like hugging and then dominic like puts his hand up like he's fucking coming back out of the grave and he goes Ugh. and it's like bro what the fuck? bro
2: like that's three <laughs> let him die
0: just let him die oh what god it would be better like. if he died
2: <laughs> what i also didn't like was oh paul walker was my greatest friend he was like he was like my 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 rock my soul we were like brothers and then like he's doing fucking concerts with wiz khalifa for that see you again song and he's just like having a blast on stage and all this and i'm like dude look listen i had a friend commit suicide three years ago okay you could not fucking get me to go on there to do a fucking song dedicated to him no matter who it's sung by and fucking go on tour about it. Okay, you couldn't give me to, I'd be too fucking emotional to do that. I couldn't. And it's just like I've it, it just never felt like he seen was him baby. once
0: cry either.
2: Yeah, like, I haven't seen like there, it, there's only there's an a, interview once.
0: There like there was a out of all the interviews in for F7 when when they were talking about um Paul Walker vin diesel i think probably only cried in one of them he 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 yeah. he never he never looked like he was emotional he never looked like like he looked like you know he was a little sad i mean anybody would be when you lose a one of your biggest parts of your movie but like you know he almost seemed like he like kind of didn't care in a way like he was kind of thrived in it yeah like he he he, he knew it was going to be really beneficial for him
2: and that's sad Yeah, Like, he didn't even cry. Like, I couldn't even film that ending scene for Fast 7 without crying. You know what I'm saying? No
0: fucking kidding, bro. The fact that you were able to film that at all is insane. Like I, I would have probably, I would have lost it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like
2: his character should have at least had a few tears. He should have been every take should have at least had a few tears, unless like they just made him watch like a Bill Burr comedy right before they said action. Like then it would be understandable. But it's like it's like it's like I, I couldn't film that pretending that's Paul Walker, my best friend, driving off in the distance to rest his character without fucking crying because he would have been my best friend as he fucking describes.
0: Yeah, and um. And the technically, you know, well he's not gonna cry because he's not dead in the movies. But it's like, ugh, whatever. And speaking on that, if you think his character rested in F seven, boy, let me tell you, it did not.
2: Oh my god.
0: In F nine, at the end of F nine, that 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 blue uh, Toyota Super that he has, the souped up one mm-hmm. from the from the first movie, it pulls up to the barbecue at the house where Dominic Toretto and and them meet, and they go. I think we're going to save the seat for a special someone, and the little girl's like, "Who is it, Daddy?" And he goes, it's "Family." And then the fucking car pulls up, and it's fucking. It, it, it just it ends after the car pulls up, so you don't get to see him come out. But yeah, there is there is a lot of good parts about those movies. There's an improvised scene from I think is it F five, F six, or F seven. There's an improv. No, it's F six or F seven because it's after uh uh John Dwayne Johnson. Stops being cop cop and kind of becomes part of the family, you know. Um, it's either an F6 or F7, hell, maybe it's even F8. When, um, when there, when, when somebody says, I think, what's his name says something about like, set, like makes fun of The Rock, and The Rock actually improvises scene when he's walking in, and he goes,
2: Oh, he goes, I know which one you're talking n- n-
0: Nice forehead, dipshit, or some shit like that. And fucking ludicrous, just actually, like, when Ludicrous spit out his drink, that was actually real. Like, they, yeah, they, like yeah like it, it was because they didn't because it was all improvised so they didn't know he, he was going to say that so Ludacris like apparently lost it on set like he was crying for like 20 minutes he was laughing so hard
2: it it was uh the it was uh, uh the rock it. and tyrese gibson he was yeah, making fun tyrese. of tyrese gibson's big ass forehead
0: yeah no no because Tyrese says something about like uh let's see the sunshine off your head or some shit like that and he goes yeah nice forehead, dipshit and fucking Ludacris just fucking loses it now I got to find the clip now. I got to find the fucking clip. I want to yeah, watch this. Yeah. Cuz it's fucking hilarious. Okay. I found it. What movie is it from? Send it to me. What what which movie is it from? 6. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Big forehead scene. <laughs>
1: okay, hold <on>. up. <laughs> hey Mia, you better hide your baby all. Or... I'm just playing. You
0: better hide that big-ass forehead. I was just joking. Whatever. Better hide that big-ass forehead you got, buddy. Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. But, no. Yeah. There's a lot of news this week, too. Um, Bunch of sad stuff happened. Uh, Football player almost died. Very sad. DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he's a, what's called a safety, basically somebody who's supposed to be, like, uh, he's kind of, like, imagine, like, a guard, right? He's, like, guarding so, like, football doesn't get in the hands of a receiver. Um, basically trying to take down one of these guys who plays for the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengal guy does, it's a legal move, by the way. You can put your shoulder down and truck somebody. It's called trucking them, um, where you try to push them down and get out of the way. He trucks them, hits them, they both fall down, uh, and then Demar Hamlin stands up, falls down, went into cardiac arrest. Um, it was pretty. It was a pretty sad week for the NFL. They didn't do any games because of it. They Cancelled the game, and and they really they they set up the it set up like a really just strange season now because it, it's it's going to be a really sad one now because the like those teams are like they don't want to play anymore because they're they're like really fucked up right now. But it sounds like Demar Hamlin is going to live. Thank thank fucking christ because like if he would have died it would have been bad it would have been so bad because you already have all these people that don't like football because they don't like contact and then if somebody dies because of a legal move that's illegal oh my god there'd be so much outrage about the goddamn nfl mm-hmm. but no that's really sad and, and it and for me like i i don't really i usually don't really care but it was like it, it kind of felt odd because it was so like like the 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 atmosphere around it was just so great like it was so like jeez man and um because of that um his his charity that he has the toys for tots is the one that he picked. cuz any every NFL player picks like a charity that they represent so most of them will pick like the major ones and so he did uh toys for tots the the christmas one you know and it raised like over 8 million dollars this this week
2: damn yeah
0: it was it was really crazy and the guy who hit him T Higgins donated $500,000 of his own money to it as well because he felt so bad. And, and he sent the family a bunch of money and stuff like that to pay for the medical bills. T. Higgins, really nice guy. I have him on my fantasy team. He seems like a really, like, ruthless guy because he gets a lot of penalties for trash talking, but he's just genuinely a wholesome guy, which is cool. And, you know, that's really awesome that they paid for his medical and all that. And...
2: Yeah. Now, I've watched the clip of, of of it happening and him, like, collapsing backwards. It didn't... I get confused when people report it because it didn't look like he got tackled. It looked like he was tackling on somebody.
0: Yeah, else. yeah. So that's what a safety does. So Higgins, so Higgins isn't, isn't the one getting tackled or, or sorry. Demar Hamlin, isn't the one getting tackled. So um, he, a safety's whole point is to either deflect the ball uh, of a wide receiver. Okay. Or you're going to take, you're going to make sure to be safety. Like, so safety can kind of move around the field, right? You can kind of move wherever they want. And, and the safety's goal is, is to, to stop the ball's progression at all means possible. So Higgins he catches the ball and he's running, right? He's running. And so he, the safety's goal is any means possible, you get him to the ground and you stop the ball from progressing. So he tried to tackle him and take him down. But what happened is before he could tackle him, Higgins, the guy who had the football, is running with his shoulder, right? And he puts it down. He does something called a truck, which is basically where you lunge forward, like with your with your left or right shoulder, depending on which way you catch the football. And you're trying to push through the person. And when he hit him, he hit him in the chest. And he hit him so hard, he put him in the cardiac arrest. And then he apparently had another underlying health condition with his heart as well that got reactivated. um, That he didn't know about. That got activated when he got hit too. And so they basically had to resuscitate him on the field and shit. And then they sent him to the hospital because he he couldn't breathe by himself. And his fucking brain was basically scattered. And it was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, like there's a clip. Yeah. So you see him, so, okay, so 85, I don't know if you pause it, I don't know if you can, You if you pause it, right before he hits him, um, 85 right here, um, 85 uh, Okay, I, see is, it. I see is T. Higgins, 85 is a guy named T. Higgins, that guy to the right is DeMar Hamlin right there, T. Higgins pushes into him, right, and then he comes down because he trucks him pretty good, and, and he does his job, and then he stands up, you know, and he's like, fuck, fuck, and that's when he passed out, he passed out. And yeah, T. Higgins. If you notice, he uses his right shoulder, not his left. Um, but there yeah, you go. T. Higgins. He basically hits him and knocks him down. It was a pretty, it was a pretty good hit. That would have, that would have definitely shell shocked somebody pretty good. It it would have, it would have rocked somebody normally, even without that, even if he didn't have the underlying health condition. That's almost a concussion move. because Higgins is a powerful guy. Higgins is not a small guy. He's one of the biggest wide receivers in the NFL right now. And the Bengals are insane too. It's a crazy clip. It's a crazy clip. But no, he he's he's making a comeback so it's good. It's great. He's he's becoming good and well. But
2: I hope he makes a full recovery.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he should be able to, which is nice. And also I watched a movie. Have you ever watched a movie called Prisoners with Paul Dano? Yes, Vano. I have and oh and jake jill and all uh i finally watched i got around to watch the movie because i've watched a lot of the clips but i've never like seen the full movie and i was like you know what i'm gonna sit down and watch a movie and so i watched prisoners and oh my god was that movie so good oh i
2: I know oh
0: dude that story is so great i love the characters I, i love the characters i love the actors i love the story i love the direction I love the cinematography. Everything about that movie is so good. Had I known that movie existed? Like, it, it, as it is, has I have I has I had I watched that movie b- before I did my top 20 movies? I would have definitely put it somewhere in there because that was a good movie.
2: Oh, man. It was. Dude, it's a good movie.
0: But yeah, that's basically all I did this week and then I'm starting my college classes. So, there we go. We got through everything. Um, sorry about last week, too. We didn't have an episode. Um, we were supposed to have a guest on, but our, our guest decided to uh, be very in- uh, irresponsible and be very, um, I guess just in- irresponsible is a word, and mismanaged time and, and kind of wasted my time as well a little bit. And so um, we apologize for that. Uh, it probably, I mean, you know, it's nice to take breaks every once in a while. It's good for the body. Good for the mind no but yeah so sorry about that uh-huh. raven anything else you want to say uh any other topics you have anything you got
2: yeah next week we will actually discuss uh james gunn
0: yes because we didn't get to discuss james gunn this week but all i will say is james gunn needs the gun that's all we're gonna say for now uh-huh because this episode's getting a little long And we didn't get to what we needed to get to, which is James Gunn. But next week we'll probably do. We'll continue on that note of James Gunn. I'll probably use the same picture. Maybe episode seventeen will. James, I guess you know the story's still kind of developing because we don't know. uh, So rumor is that uh, James Gunn is going to make Elliot Page the new Superman, and it sounds like next week is when they're going to announce if if it's true or not. So I guess if it I guess we'll get more information on the James Gunn situation on whether or not he really needs to be fired. But either way, as it looks, he's heading towards needing to be fired, to be honest. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe it could totally be, like, a, a, a fake rumor and all that. And there was a lot of rumors about the DCEU DCU this, this, um, this week. Uh, one about Hush being... There was a leak that Hush is going to be the next villain in the second Batman movie. Um which is basically another
2: one with the rock wanting full exclusive control of the dceu
0: (laughs) yeah and so hush is basically like he he's one of bruce wayne's childhood friends and he teams up with the riddler which i guess makes sense i mean everybody figured it was either going to be like mr freeze hush or something like that so that's the leak that it's hush so other than that though yeah so this story's still progressing so for now just Keep in mind that James Gunn is on very, very, very thin ice. Like, his boots are wet right now with how close he is to falling through the ice. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything else?
2: No, that's it.
0: Okay. Well, we will keep you guys updated. Thanks for watching. Uh, Thanks for listening all the way. If you got all the way, remember, like, comment, subscribe, uh, download the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, usually every single Saturday, Sunday, Um, Usually Sunday for uh, Saturday for the uploads on YouTube, Sunday for the uh, digital ones because they are the audio ones because they take a little bit to get through uh, our host service to all the platforms. So I guess anytime in the weekend, basically. So more week weekly based. And yeah, sorry about last week once again. But yeah, if you if you uh, made it all the way, thank you. We appreciate you so much. Maybe consider sharing with your friends, sharing with your family, you know, sit down. Uh, listen to the Beast cast in the car while you're driving to take uh, your mom to Burger King or whatever. You know, whatever you gotta do. And, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. um And with that, Raven, shall
2: we? Goodbye, peeps.
0: Ah! Okay, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.